Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. I'm blind man on an old upright piano Lady in red on a banjolin Playing songs like old Susanna Getting slower with the jam Catch a ride on a steamboat, baby Make it home with time to kill The Mississippi River won't carry me to you But I know the Tennessee Budget, not so live, November the 21st, Thanksgiving Eve, little Adam Hood, Tennessee Wheel, that's from uh, his Shape Up Things album, and uh, Adam's got a new album out that's really good, but Adam's one of those good old country guys that can sing the phone book and write a song and play a guitar. Triple threat, we call those. Speaking of triple threats... Are you a triple threat? I don't know. Oh, My would, lovely bride, MB. I would I would think so. I think you're a triple threat. For sure. Not sure what the three things are. We won't. Hey, <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know. We'll discuss that off the air. <laughs> don't want to be getting you a, a lot of people sliding into your DMs on Instagram. We can't be having that. Like, um, Marissa, question about the three, uh, the triple threat. Yeah. The triple threat. So uh, Thanksgiving Eve. Most definitely Thanksgiving around here. And and I think it's very appropriate to mention um, that Thanksgiving is the hardest time to be on the Fat Ass Challenge. Most definitely. Most definitely. Um, We started the Thanksgiving holiday uh, a little early Mm -hmm. because we are a a year's mine and kind of ours family. The dogs are ours. The dogs are ours. We got kids and family spread out all over the place and sharing kids with other folks and uh, being the Brady Bunch that we are. And so uh, my boys were getting to do something really cool this week and go on a cruise. So we had we kicked off Thanksgiving with my family on uh, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Got to see everybody. And, 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 I, and I cheated for the first time. Yes. In a while. I had a, I had a, I went all in. Um, didn't, I was miserable though. It was like being poisoned. Yeah. Again, 
You know, we talked about this after Jason Isbell mm-hmm. uh, on the Halloween edition of Love Buzz Life. You're really hitting the um, the holiday. I'm like a holiday. Yeah, yeah you're like a little I'm holiday like, angel. I'm like those people that come to church on Easter Sunday and Christmas. No, we're like those people <laughs> that come to church on Easter <laughs> and Christmas. Yeah. Um, I, I think that means that like, everybody's busy on the like, holiday. Man, I hope that's some gun right there. Put some in the offering, Blake, and get him while he's here. Uh, yeah, for sure. You are the you are the little holiday angel and uh-huh. holiday angel. Holiday like angel, you like yeah. that? Uh-huh. Triple threat, holiday Triple, angel. Yes. You better perform on this show mm-hmm. this time, is because I mean, you know, I had to get a hold of your agent. Yes. To book you here, booking fees, <laughs> booking booking fees. I hear you sound like uh, you sound like some of these professional fishermen. I, know. Mm-hmm. I was like, I get I get seven hundred dollars a day, yeah, just to stand and talk about baits. Yeah, Which I'm not making fun of that. I'm all about that life. Hit me up if you want to pay me seven hundred dollars <laughs> a day. I will come. I will come talk about things with you. But uh, I weighed last week for the fat ass challenge before. The Thanksgiving meal on Sunday. That's uh-huh. very key. Yes. For your mental stability during the diet. You can't see those big swings. But I lost another three or four pounds between the low budget live we did with little Sammy George. And uh, uh I actually weighed, I think, the day or two after that. But um, but I'm down like twenty pounds. Oh, you're rocking it. You are. Yeah, I'm getting I'm getting down there. It sucks. I bought you some new clothes today. You did buy me some new clothes today. Mm-hmm. Some I, she's trying to dress me up. Uh and expose my triple threat. Yeah. And I think, yeah. you know, because a lot of people, they're like, oh, man, Luke, he likes music and uh, he sells boat parts and he's an FLW Tour Pro. Uh-huh. They don't know about my modeling side. No, no. They really don't. They don't know that I could probably bring it on a runway. Bring it on a runway. If they ever needed like fat, bearded dudes kind of losing their hair i i don't i don't want to give into that yet no holding on you know holding on to the hair but uh i, I could probably do it yeah I, I think i could do that you know what matters is uh if you find me attractive honey as long as you find me attractive mm-hmm. i think that's all that matters in the in the world right oh yeah definitely. that's definitely all that matters mm-hmm. you know yeah um in my eyes in your eyes mm-hmm. that's it even though as we look out the window towards the hot tub here in the low budget live, not so live studios, aka our bedroom. Hey girl. <laughs> uh you don't even get in the hot tub with me anymore. Uh, why, why, and it's now hot is, tub time. Really low budget it? live is it like hot tub time machine. I don't understand why. Because I like I like the I like the hot tub. Yeah. Um I do like the hot tub. But so Last few weeks, we've talked about everything going on with the Fat Ass Challenge, so that's going good. And then uh, we've talked about uh, deer season. Mm, yes. Yes, your favorite time of year mm-hmm. where I'm a ghost, even more so than yeah. uh, I am the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. And But not not too bad. I'm in and out, and I hunt here at the house. But the deer have uh, basically just taunted me yes. <laughs> all year. And uh, last Saturday morning, we had a ton of stuff going on. Yep. As usual, kids playing basketball tournaments. We had uh, Charlie and Wes playing some middle school and high school basketball tournaments. Hudson had a soccer tournament in Nashville, so we were spread all out. So I only hunted to like 8 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And when I came out of the stand, there was a giant buck in our yard. Flipping you the bird. Basically flipping me the bird. Yep. Right in the yard. And... uh that kind of sums up how deer season's been so far for me. I went hunted. I hunted the next morning on Sunday morning for a little while, 
in the pitch dark, got in the shooting house back here uh, that I built, by the way, mm-hmm. that you gave me a really hard time about. Well. Yeah, I built it in the garage with my own man hands. I would I would say in that triple threat, um, construction is not is not a thing. Yeah, I don't I don't claim to be a builder. Nope. You know? Mm-mm. I don't claim to be one, but I, I can get it done if I've got to. Mm-hmm. Like if everything else went south, I could probably throw on a, a tool belt and get after it mm-hmm. <laughs> if I had to. Yes, I swing that hammer. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Use a drill gun. Yeah. You know, like hey, a real man. I, I will sidebar this morning. You know, I was in the hair salon getting. Oh, yeah. Yes, you... yes fishing fans, hair and nails. And, and I mentioned how my day on deer hunting day starts when you get out of bed. Which is weird, but anyways. Because then the dogs. Because then the dogs have to pee, and then they want out, then they want in, and it's all chaos. Dogs live outside. That's the crazy <laughs> thing. It's like we could we could go. I mean, we can just have this out on the air for low budget live fans. Is like dogs normally my dog that I love very much, old goose, my lab. He lives outside. He loves he lives a he lives a great life outside. And Marissa has this one dog. I don't even know what it is. It's just he's a morky. not smart. He's a morky. Yeah. He's hypoallergenic. And we named him after a ranger boat company, and I just want to name him Stupid or find a new home. Don't even at me right now on Instagram when you listen to this and be like, you're so mean. That he was great. The His dog's, dog's a piece of crap. And then Thor, who's an Australian Shepherd, who was awesome. Smartest One of my ever. favorite puppies that I've ever had. And then he changed his alliance to Marissa, and mm-hmm. now he's a piece of crap. Yeah. No, I don't like him. And he's like an outside cattle herding dog sleeping at the foot of the bed, like living the high life. And she's like, yeah, when you get up to go hunting, yeah. got to let the dogs out. Well, the dogs can stay outside with the, with the dogs you, and the deer. You took this story. The point was, is as I Sorry, was, go back to your hair salon story. I was mentioning that on hunting days, my day starts basically when you get out of bed. And I went on to say... How unbelievably considerate you are! That you're super quiet. You leave the lights off. You shut the doors behind you. Hey, you were gonna brag on me. I, uh, yeah, I was getting ready to defend this myself. Whole tangent about. But the I, dog. I was getting ready to defend myself because I figured I was fixing to get in trouble. No, and, you were and gonna... I was talking about how truly, like, you go stealth mode, and if the yeah, dogs would just play along, that I would never even know you leave, and that opened up to all of these wives talking about. Their husband's getting up to go hunting and that they're not considered. So this was a nice thing, but now you've insulted the dogs and you've made a whole big thing. Do you so. think any of those ladies from the hair salon listen to Low Budget Live and know that you were bragging again <laughs> about how awesome of a husband I am? Almost triple threat. You never know. It's ruined now. You suck. I do suck. I kind of feel bad about that. Mm-hmm. Speaking of hair salons, you know, there's a couple that I like to go to. <laughs> <laughs> So stupid. I know. I wrote this down when you said you were going to come on because I was like, "This is oh, this is funny." But um, being a real man, you know, there's a place in Huntsville down by hashtag th brain team that I like to go to sometimes, and and maybe get a maybe get a haircut, maybe get a beard trim. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and it and they take care of a guy in there. Evidently, yeah. And it I says think it's you're the conv- hot towels. <laughs> I didn't say that. They put it over your face. It's nice. Yeah, and. Uh, I feel like I'm losing every manly listener I ever had. It's like, man, Luke's man's man. And because I'm like, most people that, but like now that you go with this buzzed hair, 
Most people just do that. They just they just buzz their hair. I have been. I was going I was going to get a beard treatment and haircut this week, but I'm letting it, I'm letting it roll. And you gave me such a hard time because I think you seem to, in an accusatory way, think there are other things that go on. I'm just not sure what services they offer for the thirty dollars <laughs> to buzz your head. I'll say this: quadruple threat. Oh my god! The quadruple oh thread in there at that at the hair salon. For thirty dollars, we can buzz your head and trim up your beard and clog up this thing. Thirty dollars, like you a quadruple thread? No command. No command. <laughs> <laughs> You're way more expensive than that. Yeah, yeah. But there's no shenanigans going on. Mm. You can't pay extra for any extra services rendered. Mm. So you say. I mean you. More than welcome to go sometime when I to go the my... man place with the hot towels. No, look no. at Goose. He's like, "What's going on in there?" Our dog Goose just kind of like popped up on the back deck, looking through the window, kind of awkwardly. Like sometimes, budget I wish, live. sometimes I wish this was like videoed because they could see the chaos. We do low budget live video, but you wouldn't be on it last week. With no, Sam. never. So, um, we have a, uh, and I'm going to call and get him on here shortly but we have a very 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 special guest and i know you've heard me talk about it for two days because i'm excited because he's one of my favorite freaking people in the entire industry and i don't get to see him as much as i'd like to um but brandon polinick world traveler 2017 angler of the year and i tried to tease it on instagram a little bit but uh, bp is going to be calling in he's back in the states and uh pretty daggum pumped about that Pretty dark. I'm pumped. Uh, you know what else I'm pumped about, Marissa? What's that? The fact that I don't have to worry about ethanol yeah. in my fuel. This you is know, true. Because of Startron. Star-tron. Yeah, that's right. Startron is uh, bringing you low budget live, not so live. Run out, get yourself some Startron. The fine folks at Startron uh, taking care of all of your power tools and your boat motors and your trucks we put it in motorcycle we put it we put it in marissa's lawnmower because that's right my wife mows the grass while he's getting his hot towel treatment that's right with his beard and and if she don't she she gonna learn Mm -hmm. (laughs) she gonna learn if she don't hot towel treatments i like that uh so startron has nothing to do with uh hot towel treatments no not at all but thanks to the folks at Startron, they sponsor the Luke Dunking Fishing Career as well as Low Budget Live. And they really take care of uh, take care of the Duncans. My brother's calling in on Low Budget Live right now. Of course, yeah. he doesn't know that. He doesn't know that, but it's funny um, because he doesn't. I should have just answered and let him ramble on Low Budget, but he'd bore everybody because he'd be like, dear, 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 dear. Oh, I didn't finish my deer hunting story. No, I shot a deer this morning. You did. I killed a deer this morning, and I got to go with my dad to uh, a farm that I've hunted forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Amen. And uh, like twenty-five deer seasons, I think he's leased this place, and I don't get to—I don't go down there as much as I used to with him and my brother. But him and my brother killed these two really big deer this weekend. They're big sending deer. me pictures, big deer. But then they have several other mature deer that they're calling cold bucks i refuse to say that because i feel like that's kind of derogatory to uh such a cool animal but essentially i am getting their coals right Mm -hmm. and this morning at 7 a.m this six point that uh i mean i I don't know how old he was he was he was really really big 
um, bodied and didn't have any teeth left, which is normally an indicator of old age. But I was able to uh, take him. And so I'm on the board, uh, which is another thing that drives me crazy when guys are like, got it done on the board. BBD. BBD. Ah, it's a conversation. It, right? It's the BB. It's yeah. the BBD. Yes. BBD. This was. This I'm was so hip. You, you don't, are hip. You don't appreciate this was it. not really a BBD. This is a six point. Um, that's definitely has seen better days in his life. But it's, it's kind of cool. Does to that see make that. me sleep in tomorrow? You uh, I don't know yet. I haven't oh. decided. I got pictures of some deer around here at the house that I'm mm. thinking about chasing in the morning. Some oh. new deer. Alrighty. So, yep. So you may uh, have to let the dog sleep outside tonight, so you can sleep in, hun. Mm-hmm. Or because I'm sick, you could do like I did today, and you could catch a uh, pretty solid couch nap. Yeah, I did that today when you when you left mm-hmm. after your hair salon. Hair salon day. It's hair salon day. It was awesome. Caught a good catch nap. And if I sound terrible on low budget live, it is I'm coughing and hacking, and I don't know. I'm a little under the weather. A little under the weather, but we'll, we'll get through it. Um, so. Marissa, we talked a lot about Halloween last time, and we, we had did. a really, really good time Halloween. with that. Trick or treats, trick or treat, lots of trick treats, mm-hmm. um, costumes. We talked costumes. Uh, we did talk costumes. I feel like I'm bringing a whole new element to this. Really, Halloween costumes. No, they're without without question. Mm-hmm. You definitely bring a whole new element to low budget live. Yeah, you really kick it up a notch. Mm-hmm. But um, I wanted to ask you, and I'm going to ask Brandon this as well. Oh. I made a list. Okay. We're going hacky radio list. I like it. I made a call my wife wrist. I made a list of the most overrated garbage Thanksgiving dishes of all time, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And you're probably going to argue, but um, sweet potato casserole. You know, I ate that for the first time this year. I've made it all of these things. Well, it's garbage. So. No, it was actually, it was kind of okay because, you know, on the... the Badass challenge. Badass challenge. We eat sweet potatoes minus marshmallows and butter and, and butter. all other stuff. Yeah. But I have eaten and they're them. They're awful. And so I've eaten them. And I always had the attitude of anything that takes that much toppings and drizzle to not taste like dirt, I could probably live without. But I, I did have some on Sunday. It was the first time I had a scoop. Well, congratulations. It's awful. I mean, whatever. This is a new one that's made its way to my list, and I know you're going to argue. Okay. But I decided this on Sunday when we were at Mom's. Dressing. Dressing is the most overrated Thanksgiving. No, it's, it's so dry and stupid. Not always. It's just dry. <laughs> it's just dry. It's always dry. I don't care where you have it. I don't know. It's I just, dry. I like Cobweb you, dry. I, I feel like you have to have it. You have to have it. I slathered mine in some giblet gravy, which is odd. This is a weird thing to even well, make or say. I, I saw a survey this week. Is it giblet or giblet? And people, we say giblet on low budget live. And people were really Not torn so about the pronunciation. I didn't even know that was an argument. But here we go. Giblet gravy. So I think that uh, truly. Well, I I want to add to that list. Well, I'm still going, but you add to it. Go ahead. What's yours? Go ahead. That slimy. Cranberries that you open the can. Oh, that's where I'm going. It slithers out onto a plate. Like, I don't even know what that is. That's actually on my list twice. <laughs> I put cranberry sauce, cranberry sauce. I don't know. Because it's, it's terrible. And people like just gobble it up. <laughs> Pun intended. 
Thanksgiving wow. gobbled up. Dad joke. Dad joke. But truly, they just they just yeah. can't get enough. My grandmother used to just, uh, God rest her soul, Grandma Duncan. Shout out, RIP, Grandma Duncan. But truly, like, pour a can of that out on a plate. Like, it wasn't like she whittled away a cranberry masterpiece on her own. She was just like, hey. And my grandmother was an amazing, 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 amazing cook. She'd be like, crack a can like she's opening yeah. a natty light. Pour that's, it on. That's, that's nasty, dude. I've always dude. seen it. It's like like Alpo, like the dog. Food. You just I've never. I would gag, man. You plop it right on that plate, and I think you slice it up, and just that's it. Yeah, it's. I mean, just, I would sign up to bring that. Obviously, it's not hard to do. No, it's not. I don't understand it at all. Well, then uh, my brother calling in again. Just just got an update from Brandon Polnick. 10 minute countdown okay. we're on a 10 minute oh, okay. 10 minute countdown so dressing dressing's gonna be an unpopular I'll probably, I'm probably gonna catch some hate mail over that well I mean it's a staple. the mom's basement it's a staple. Uh, they're gonna bomb's basement you're, me you're on that one you're gonna have to have dressing just like you have to have turkey yeah yeah it's, if pumpkin pie's on the list it's on the list no 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 no. it's on the list it's very much on the list it is the most garbage dessert of all time anything pumpkin I'm so freaking over pumpkin spice dog food <laughs> like everything just, has to be pumpkin spice little debbie broke down and went pumpkin spice on some goodies little I, debbie i did just see pumpkin spice cheerios which i, I did too but um i literally just in the fridge put pumpkin spice coffee creamer um because i bought some and it makes me happy but, but my to, thing is if pumpkin's that good all the time why don't we eat it 12 months out of the year we don't because it sucks I'm just going to disagree. It's not Thanksgiving for me until I've had a piece of pumpkin pie. It's just not. So. And I've heard you say that many times. And it's true. And that's fine. It's your prerogative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But pumpkin pie is trash. Whatever. What Let's else? talk about my mom's four-layer dessert. It's delicious. Let's talk about some chess pie. Let's talk about your mom's chocolate pecan pie. Yeah. Give me a dose of all that with a dollop of whipped cream and some ice cream. Get a pumpkin pie. Throw it out in the friggin' yard. For your dogs that live in the house to not eat. Whatever. Pumpkin pie is garbage. So garbage. Uh, Do you have any other... I mean, cranberry we agree on. Do you have any others that you think of that are just hot, stinking trash? Well, I never, ever, ever ate green beans until (sighs) a year ago. So that's new in my diet. Like I say, sweet potatoes. This was the first Thanksgiving I ever tasted that concoction. You sound like Hudson now. Um, no, I, I ate more than a roll. I'm good. I'm good. Our kids are like exotic pets. Yeah, they are. Um, no, I don't know. I'm, you know, there's certain things I, I don't want, but it's, it's good. But the dressing thing. <laughs> Back that you said green beans are a new thing in your life. Made me laugh. Like everybody like that <laughs> green beans. Are like, you know what I tried the other day? Macaroni and cheese, and it is something. <laughs> well, I never. <laughs> I, like, I was twenty three. Your mom is like good old down home cooking too. Oh, yeah. I can't believe you've never had green beans yeah, never until happened. like a year ago. Like I don't like tea. I don't. No, no oh, that's tea. right. You sweet don't like tea. tea. Okay, so we can go Thanksgiving drink. You gotta have sweet tea. No. In my in my life, you gotta. I don't have like sweet any tea. kind of tea. I don't want that. Um, but no, I I don't know green. I I never tried ranch dressing until I was like twenty three years old. Like I ate my salads dry. 
So it's old dry salad. Yeah, and you didn't eat a lot of salad, Dan, because salad and, is another and, one of those things. And right that's now, terrible. in the in the United States, and this is my public service announcement: you can't even have salad. All of our lettuce is tainted. <laughs> tainted, tainted lettuce. Better, better toss it out. <laughs> stop. You stop. Uh, I, this is I tripped. Life. I tripped all over the microphone trying to get that out. <laughs> I made the microphone pop. I was um, so excited to get salad yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's real life. So everybody just eat unhealthy garbage all weekend because you can't even have a salad. I love that. Shut I love up. that you just did a PSA on low budget live. Yeah, I'm. I'm concerned. You should be sure when Brandon Polinick gets on here, you tell him, "Hey, BP." Are you? I hope you're not having salad. I hope you're not having salad. Because you'll die. So there. So there, there was something else, and we're we're waiting on on BP. So I'll. Uh, and, and this is the funniest thing in the world. He needs a few more minutes. He says, "Got to take the t- trash to the dump real quick. Give me ten minutes." Does he live close to the dump? He just bought a new house. We'll talk to BP about that. But that's, that's ten minutes. My dump run. A lot longer than that. <laughs> the longest. Forever, really. <laughs> dump runs. Hashtag. Hashtag dump runs. Hashtag give up. Yeah. We need to talk about that. We forgot to mention, sometimes you just got to give up. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to give up, like pumpkin pie. You just got to give up on that. Give up. I'm not giving that up. So there's something that bugs me hmm. on social media. And... It was funny. I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts this week, driving, and that's uh, Bill Burr, mm-hmm. who you and I both love, we stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. Bill funny. Burr's funny, but Bill does a, a really good podcast, the Monday morning podcast. There's Goose. Now he's eating cat food. Now he's eating cat food. Uh, but Bill does this incredible podcast where he just, you know, talks about current events and things. And this was a subject him and his wife talked about this week. And it was something I had typed in my phone that I wanted you and I to talk about on okay. here. And then and then they covered it, but um what the heck. Uh but that's thirst thirst traps. You know do you know the term thirst thirst traps? His his wife was talking about it. it's funny. That's these that's these chicks or dudes, not leaving the dudes out on this, but that's these mainly chicks on Instagram that like hold up a bass with like the boobs hanging out and like oh, yeah. butt and they're like caught this one winky face and it's like 200,000 likes and they got 500,000 followers and guys are like nice fish want to be my girlfriend and like the comments are just obnoxious and they're mm-hmm. like I, I just thrilled this in it's so awesome mm-hmm. and I'm not taking anything away from any women out there because I know a lot of women that like die hard love to fish you and I went on a fly fishing trip you love that like it, it takes it takes a lot of time and effort and energy. There's a, there are a lot of women that bass fish. There's a lot of women that fly fish. A lot of women that saltwater fish. And I'm not saying these ladies aren't out there really fishing. That's fine. But like, that's a trippy deal for me because when you work hard to promote for sponsors and things like that, I'm just a fat bearded guy without cleavage. Get boobs. Yeah, I could. I boobs, could. Boobs. Sale. Boobs. Boobs sale. And and. I'd like to go on record and say, I'm not just saying this because my wife's here, but like, um, I mean, I ain't going to say I won't look at the pictures, right? You look at the pictures? Yeah. I mean, I just don't think it's, I just think it's dumb that so many people are just like, their thumb automatically goes to the heart button just because they see boobs. (laughs) They're like, I like fish. 
That's just, I love boobs. I mean, that's just men. I want to. But at the same time, mm-hmm. this is what Bill's wife was talking about. Some thirst traps for the ladies out there. You got some souped up model looking a little different than me doing God knows what on the Insta, on the IG. Yeah. Thirst trapping. Huh. Getting them likes. There's a bunch of those, too. Women aren't like men in that thing, though. They don't. They don't care. No. Dudes are easily distracted by some boobs. Very easily distracted. Boop. Like yeah. just, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. But but I think it drives me crazy, like the hunting ones. And what got me thinking about it was um, I, I saw one on the Discovery feed. <laughs> this one was just so dumb. It made me laugh. But there's some girl. And, I'm, and, and we talk about this, too. She's a hunting industry hot. Like she ain't a supermodel, but there's like six women. And she the, doesn't have a beard. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. She's like one of six females in the hunting industry. And I really, I don't think, I don't know if she's on a hunting show or what. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't watch a ton of hunting shows, but she had like, you know, there's concealed carry mm-hmm. permits, you know, for your guns. She had a pistol stuck down the front of her pants, like, and did a selfie and was like, I support the right to conceal carry. And of course you can imagine what the comments were. And I was just like, and it was like 200 something thousand likes. I would never put a gun there. No, Mm-mm. but in the same token, like I can't, I can't like plumbers crack a gun and be like, conceal carry. What's up ladies. I ain't getting no likes for that. No, that would be odd. Give up. I'd probably get my account banned. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. From the IG. But I mean, like I have boobs. I'm just here to tell you like, bo- like boobs. I mean, we can't help that men are so easy. Men are easy, easily distracted, easily. You're all triple threats. You're all triple threats, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In the grand scheme of things, triple threats. And if you're like a feminazi out there, don't, don't be mom's basement, you know, sending me the messages about women can do what they want with their bodies. I'm not saying you shouldn't be doing it. I'm just saying it's kind of dumb. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. cause I, I truly, like I do know, women in the industry that hunt and fish a ton and actually do it and actually keep their clothes on in pictures when they post their accomplishments and they'll get like eight likes and then some chick holds up a fish and it's just and there are millions of these pages on the freaking on the freaking uh ig and facebook Mm -hmm. and i've got tons of buddies that are always liking those pictures Mm -hmm. and i just i just look from afar i don't ever double tap no. Can't double, t- can't double tap that. Because I would notice. Can't double tap that. No, don't double tap that. Don't be double tapping that. Mm-mm. Thirst traps, though. That's Thirst what it's traps. called. Well. Thirsty. Mm. All these men are running around here. Thirsting. Mm. What if we started a page for you? Um. What if I had you on my page more like we utilize some of this triple threat? No. For some likes. I don't, I don't Do know it that, for the gram. I don't know that it would work, really. No, yeah, I don't know. Mm-mm. I mean, you know, you've seen me catch a fish. If I've got to like touch the <laughs> I fish, I didn't know what in the hell you were fixing to say. <laughs> I was like, huh? if I've got to touch the fish and worry that my boobs are looking good, that's a lot for me. That's too much pressure. So I'm there's just, a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure for my boobs to come into play with the fish and just the photo op. There's not a good angle for that for me. No. <laughs> the. There's so much going on on this podcast right now. There really is. The, but And the dogs have all eaten cat food the whole time we're sitting here, and that's not good for them, but I can't. I, I maybe can't. that's their thirst trap. <laughs> it's like human males are like, mm-hmm, yeah. love fish and boobs, and they're like, 
Just cat food. Ta- just want that cat food. Because our dogs would walk through fire for cat food. They would. They really would. And uh, any other time I would have. You remember when I got that shot collar and I just shocked the hell out of Goose every time he got near it and he was like, he, he would like care, writhe really. in pain on the ground and, he, and the second it stopped, he'd be like, cat but food. it's still there. <laughs> he'd just go back and eat cat food. Yeah. So that's been the entire time this has been going on. The, the dogs have all eaten the cat food. Cat food. Cat food. All right. So here we go. We're going to call Brandon Polnick okay. right now. And uh, I don't know if you've ever met Brandon or not. So this won't be like Brad Knight. You and him won't have your friendly back and forth that you always, always do. But Brandon really is one of those guys, I'll say this before we get him on, that uh, I absolutely, I uh, said at the first of the show, but I'm absolutely crazy, crazy uh, about. Good dude, man. Good dude. BP! What's happening? What's up, buddy? How are you? I'm doing good. Well, we uh, I have my lovely bride here. She she co-hosts with me sometimes on Low Budget Live, Not So Live, and uh, here lately, and she's killing it, and she's backed by popular demand. I had some people, uh, they they don't want to hear me. She's she's funnier. She's better looking, less hairy. So many all of the above, all of the above buddy. Well, well, thank you so much for uh, for doing this, and I text you. A little bit when you were in uh, across the pond, and dude, I, I mean, there's a lot going on in the fishing industry, and I know that's that's the cliche, generic, everything we're talking about right now, and and we may get to that, but dude, I I need to know about Japan, and I need to know about this Angler of the Year exchange you did, and I need to know about Thailand because I've been watching that like a movie online. <laughs> well, uh, thanks for following along. Yeah, dude, always. Um. And uh, secondly, all three of those were awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it it all came about uh, because I've been working on this swim bait uh, called the, the Stormarashi Glide. It's been like a three-year project. Okay. Went through tons and tons of prototypes uh, and finally got to one that I felt was what I needed. And... Uh, so we came up with this plan that uh, I was going to go and visit the uh, storm team over in Japan. We're going to fish Lake Biwa. Most of the people in the fishing world probably know Lake Biwa. Oh, yeah. If someone's listening and they don't know Lake Biwa, it's where the current, uh, what I would consider the real world record, is held. Absolutely, pounds, which pounds. is which is crazy to wrap your head around, right? <laughs> that a, that yeah. a bass that big came from all the way across the world. Yeah, it is, and that, um, and then being a guy that loves to throw big baits, Lake Biwa is kind of like the motherland of swim bait fishing. And so for me, it was like one a business trip, and then two a dream trip to go fish that lake, and. Uh, as I started talking to more and more sponsors about what I was going to do in the off season, uh, it like started coming up that I was going to meet more and more people. So ended up, you know, meeting with, uh, the folks at Daiwa, got to meet the president of all of Daiwa and, uh, and talk about their reels and hang out with their engineers and meet up with the people from Yamaha and, uh, just do all this like really cool business stuff that, I couldn't do on this side of the giant pond. And, uh, and then with that, 
it just happened to work out in my schedule and Daisuke Aoki's schedule to do the second part of our Angler of the Year exchange. Um, which, and, which for not to cut you off, but for the people that don't know, you guys did that here this summer, the first part, which is on your YouTube, um, the AOI exchange on Lake Oneida, correct? Yes, okay. we did. So we did, uh, it kind of all came about uh, me talking to a buddy of mine that imports Japanese tackle, and we were talking at a boat show earlier in the year and just kind of came up with the idea and started kicking it around, and the next thing you know, it was happening and we met in new york we spent uh, two days fishing on lake oneida and then we spent one day and i had to take him up to uh, lake ontario oh. so we made a trip up there and then hit up uh, lake champlain for the uh, second day of the eastern open up there and because he's actually coming next year to fish the central opens that's awesome and so he wanted to see what it was all about. And, uh, you know, our whole plan was do one part in the U.S. And then I would go to Japan. And this just happened to work out in our schedule, um, you know, where I was able there to go there, meet up with him. Uh, luckily, the edit should be out by the end of this week. Uh, we're working on it kind of this whole week to get it, get it out as soon as possible. So be able to watch part two coming out soon. Well, that that's gonna be that's gonna be incredible, and dude, while while we're on that subject, I mean, you have, you know, I feel like I, I've known you for for a few years now, but dude, you have, without question, changed this game for the better in so many aspects. To be a young guy that really hasn't been out there that long in the grand scheme of things, you know, when you look at a Van Dam or a Swindle and, and you see the things that, that they've accomplished and not taking anything away from any of the veterans, but what you've done through the video game and through social media with young anglers and, and raising the sport to an entire new level, in my opinion. Um, and, and actually Darian, who, who, you know, D money, we talked about it this week. You made a lot of guys get off their butts. <laughs> I mean, because truly, you know, the old school sponsor game was, hey, we, we give you this or we pay you this and you promote. And a guy, you know, back in the day, it was he stood on stage and he thanked Skeeter Boats or Ranger Boats. And he thanked his, you know, he thanked, yeah. thanked his Rod and Reel sponsor and he had his patch on his vest. And you know what? The world was good. And Bassmaster Magazine might have an article in there with him talking about crankbait fishing. And that was how he got paid. And now the YouTubers... <laughs> have put a they've changed the industry for sure and they've made a lot of people realize you don't necessarily have to be a tournament fisherman or a successful tournament fisherman to be a promoter to represent companies and so you're kind of twofold in that you're this incredibly successful tournament angler but you've also got this huge internet presence as well so i just gotta i got i mean i i follow everything you do uh closely and just just like obviously thousands and thousands of other people do, but man, I just gotta uh, I gotta commend you on that because it's it's to see people take the game to the next level. Um, you certainly did that in a lot of aspects. So congratulations to you for that. I don't know if I can take all the credit for it. <laughs> I think I I got really fortunate that I came into the sport 
at the same time that social media was really starting to evolve. Um, and it evolved in a lot of places before it evolved in the fishing world. That's right. And, uh, with me being a younger guy coming into it and being from Idaho, I needed a way to separate myself from all the rest of the guys that had a ton of experience that had years and years of it. And, and combine that with the fact that I just have a passion of showing what I do and all the behind the scenes stuff, um, you know, to show people what it's really like out there, uh, you know, not leave people guessing and be able to show people the facts. And I love taking pictures. I love filming and creating videos. And, uh, it was just a way for me to show that and, and I enjoy it. And so luckily enough, enough people like watching it and enjoy it too, that, uh, it kind of changed it. I think at first, a lot of the older guys that weren't used to that didn't really like it. No, well, some of them probably still, don't. <laughs> they still don't, <laughs> <laughs> they still don't, but I would it, say it opened up a lot of opportunity. It did. Um, for a lot of new anglers coming up. Um, and it opened up a lot of opportunity for guys that maybe were, you know, having so, so careers, but they took that on and were able to actually create a better living for their family. And it also attracts a lot of, a lot more non-endemic sponsors. Absolutely. Because that's, that's a, a number that they can put value on. That's something that they understand more than, you know, how many fish we're catching every day. Oh yeah. That you finished 18th in the standings. They don't, you know, or whatever, you know, they don't, they don't, uh, they, they want numbers and they want facts and they can see views and, and um, I just think the days the days have gone. Um, and you know, working working for TH and fishing the FLW tour professionally, and and you know, you 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 see me promoting, and 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 I, I try to uh, I try to be creative or do different things. But I think the the days of the hard sale and the days of you know the old school ways of of being a pro angler are slowly slipping away I, I you know there there are i mean i've got a couple sponsors that truly only care if you mention them on stage yep and 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 they're older guys that run the you know run the the pro staff departments and and that's and that's all they care about and they don't even know what you do on the other side and then i have like you said i've got some non-endemics that really 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 love that side and they don't even know if you show up at a tournament. <laughs> I mean, they don't truly. They don't. They don't care. They're just like they like you, and they like what you do, and and how you represent their brand. So, um, it's it's definitely uh, with that and the and the change that we've seen now with the Bass Pro Tour and the Elite Series and the NFLW. Um, you know, it, it's definitely. I think it's the biggest change in the history of the sport. At one time, and the and the social media deal and the video thing has has been kind of a a slow burn that's slowly picked up pace, you know. But I mean, excuse me, quickly caught caught fire in the last couple of years exponentially with bat. And now you got Bassmaster Live and FLW Live, and now Bass Pro Tour will be doing the same kind of thing. Um, 
But it, I think this is the craziest time. I'm 35 years old, and I have followed this sport intently since I was about 10. And it's definitely the craziest time I've ever seen. Yes. Hands down. It's, uh, yeah. I, and my honest opinion is I still don't know if it's good or bad for the sport. I, I agree. <laughs> Only time will tell. I agree. Um, I'm the kind of guy that just, you know, I take a step back and really look at how it's going to affect the entire industry, you know, not just the anglers. Correct. From an angler standpoint, as it sits right now, it's a great thing because it's forcing the organizations to show their best hand, what they can do, um, you know, to their full potential. That's really good for the anglers. Um, you know, what it, the difficult part is, is um, there's only so much industry money. Correct. Only spread so far. And when you you throw in another tour and then you're also elevating more anglers, that money has to spread more or has to come from other places. Yep. Um, so there's, there's a lot of tricky pieces to it. I, I think oh, in the end, overall, it'll be better for the sport, whether there ends up being three tours forever or there ends up being two or one. I don't know what any of that's going to be. I think in the long run it'll be better, but right now it's kind of everyone's trying to figure out what they're gonna do for the next couple of years. No, oh, yeah, and and I think you know uh, I was talking to to somebody this week uh, from FLW about this situation and had the editor of FLW Magazine actually in the boat with me yesterday, and we were we were talking this stuff, you know, and they and they're pretty FLW is. Um, they're solid, right? Like they got the BFLs and they've got the Costas and they do what they do. And they had already made significant changes to their tour format for the first time in years with the, with the reduction, you know, removal of co-anglers. And so they had already kind of gotten ahead of this deal in their minds. Mm -hmm. And then the Bass Pro Tour comes out and then the elites make a ton of changes and the elites take some of their guys, you know, and, it, and it's just this big uproar. But they, they've been steady Eddie uh, more than anybody. But what, what Kurt and I were talking about in this um, is that I don't know, you know, I feel like maybe the Bass Pro Tour might have been, might have been and you're, you've been heavily involved, you know, you, you're a big part of it. and, and But – Really, I get this feeling like it might not have been on the table officially until 2020. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like, yeah. and, and maybe it was rushed a little bit to get out. I think they're they're getting it together. And obviously, they got the heaviest hitters of the, of the crew going to throw down whenever this thing starts. But that's what he, you know, that's his general, that, that was his feel too. Do you feel that way at all? Or do you feel like... Are you confident? And I'm not. I'm not trying to lead you down a rabbit hole or anything like that. Um, but are you? Are you feeling like they're they're getting the lakes knocked down and they're get kind of getting their deal going right now? Well, that's the unfortunate part about being gone for three weeks in Japan and two weeks in Thailand. Is uh, you're I, out of the loop. <laughs> I've been connected in it because I'm on the advisory board. Right. But I've been. But I've also been like somewhat disconnected from yeah. everything that's going on. Um, 
And so it's it's really hard to know. You'd think that I would have the answers because I was technically living in the future over there. I was about 14 hours ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd think I'd have all the answers. Uh, but you know, my, my thing is is that they have a very well-organized and powerful team. And very and smart people. Very, very smart, smart people. people. Yes, um, I would agree with that. A lot of resources. Yes. I'll say that I like I'll revert back to my like the industry is only so big. Um, they've all they've already had a really good sponsor portfolio. Absolutely, been around for seven years, uh, and they've done great with that, and with all the great people they have. But there's also just like there's only so much money in the fishing industry as far as sponsors go. There's also only so much like chamber of commerce money tourism money yeah that we can fish there's only so many tourism places that are willing to accept or want to have a fishing tournament in their area um and so it it's tough to go secure a lot of those because a lot of those are secured a year or even sometimes two or three years in absolutely um so i know that that's just a difficult thing to do logistically no matter who's doing it. Oh, without without a doubt, yeah. And that, and that wasn't I wasn't trying to knock anything they're doing at all. It's just a, it's a it's an actual thing that um, and for for fans that that don't realize maybe that this goes on, tourism departments, chamber of commerce, and these cities. When you see these you know host cities reach out, uh, the organizations reach out, and the host cities reach out a lot of times to the organizations to have a tournament there. They actually pay money for these events to be held in their city because it brings in fans and it brings in the anglers and they spend money at hotels and restaurants and at gas stations and tackle stores. And, and so it's a really big deal. And FLW has their schedule set. They have the coast set BFL set, you know, and these towns all pay for that. Bassmaster has all their stuff set. You have countless other team trails and, uh, you know, other things going on. So um, what Brandon's saying is, you know, this late in the game, they may not get to go everywhere they want to go the first year, you know, because exactly. people, you know, people, these people have budgets just like sponsors do. So uh, in the grand scheme of things, um, you guys are going to have tournaments. It's going down. It's yeah. going to be big. It just may not be at all the places that everybody expects it to be, so to speak. Exactly. But it's the smaller good. field allows you to not go to those big, huge reservoirs. This is true, yeah. I mean, at the most, we're only going to have... There's 80 anglers, but at the most, we'll only have 40 anglers on the water. That's right. Out of time. So, it does allow us to look at different venues than a lot of the other organizations, uh, which is a pretty neat thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, at, at the top tour level, I'm going to support um, the Bass Pro Tour and the MLF organization. That's what I'm fishing that's what I'm going to concentrate my efforts on. But that doesn't mean that I'm just turning my back on bass. Of course not. Like, of course I not. I still 100% support, like, the college and the high school guys, and especially the Federation, because that's where I came from. And a lot of people don't know, like, my first kind of big break was winning an FLW tour event as a co-angler. No, that's right. And that's that's where I made, like, that's how I bought my first Tundra, and it was that same year I won that event at Lake Norman in April. And then it was that same year in October 
that I won the national championship and qualified for the elites. And that, and that was it. So, That's what's, yeah. that was the springboard. Yep, exactly. So I, I will always like support those organizations until somebody creates something that is better for the starting out anglers. For yeah. the grassroots guys, you know. Well, and they've been the staple. I mean, I think the BFLs, which were the Redmans, and then with Bass, with the Federation, there have been more guys start their career there. You know, yeah. that's kind of the proven ground to a certain extent to to see if you can hang and to learn how to make those decisions on your own outside of a team tournament format. You know, you're you're the guy. You're in charge in those situations. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. I, I my my thing has been. You know, internet chatter, mom's basement chatter, as I call it. Uh, you know, fans feeling like they need to pick one organization over the other. That's just, yeah. that's so silly to me. If you love bass fishing, because I don't fish the Elite Series. I've never fished the Elite Series. And uh, I used to fish the Opens, but I had so many friends over there that, dude, even if we had a tour tournament going on, on top of you guys, we're all keeping up with everything going on, and you guys know what's going on. I mean, we're all bass yeah. nuts. We love we love hearing about fish. We love seeing how guys are catching them, what's going down at different lakes. And so yeah. fans need to just keep up with all of it. I mean, obviously, there's going to be a lot of stuff overlapping and everything. But, man, with the, with the wealth of content that's out there from your favorite pros and your organizations – I mean, I, I, and like yesterday talking with FLW, there's going to be a lot more stuff they're going to try to do this year to up their game, which, like you said, it's better for the sport, better for the pros, because BPT really woke a lot of folks up Yeah. with this. So I think the content, and I think Bass will do the same thing, I think the content is going to be, you know, you're going to just drown in it next year. So it's going to be, it's going to be a, 2019 is going to be a cool, cool, cool year. Yeah, for sure. 100%. If you're a hardcore fan and you felt like you didn't have enough fishing content to watch, you will now have enough fishing content to watch. And your wife or girlfriend or significant other, whatever it may be, is going to uh, maybe be slightly more disappointed. And, and maybe wish <laughs> that we could go back to 2017. <laughs> Where there wasn't bass fishing 365. Yeah, exactly. oh, all the time so so i, I gotta ask how long because i've man i was keeping up with this trip and uh go kind of jumping back to that when you guys so you you and tiffany you left japan and i saw you got to go to yamaha and you did the biwa thing and all that's going to be on your uh youtube and i'm sure this next part will too because i saw you you shot a lot of stuff but you guys went to thailand after that we did yep so we uh Actually, Tiff has wanted to go to Thailand for quite a while. Uh, and so uh, a couple of years ago, I told her that for her birthday, we'd do a trip to Thailand. And so we were actually planning on going there this year before any of the Japan trip got planned or was even a thought. And when all of that happened and got scheduled in October... We had, there was like a week gap between when we were planning on going to Thailand and our Japan trip, and we thought, well, it's just silly to fly all the way over there, fly back, and then fly back across the ocean. So we just bumped our Thailand trip up, piggybacked it off of the Japan trip, um, and just made the four-hour flight over there to make it easy and 
logistically smarter and uh you know hung out there for two weeks we spent most of our time in north thailand which is a lot more mountainous Uh, it was beautiful oh it was amazing uh we got to go hang out with uh the elephants saw that nature park which is amazing we got to learn about you know like proper elephant care and um you know and the things that they're doing to bring awareness to that of like not riding elephants anyone listening don't ride elephants it's bad for them (laughs) so most people (laughs) just don't know that but and that's like a circus thing you know they have them and yeah you pay money and ride you know no no those those things they they don't they probably don't enjoy that (laughs) no it's it's terrible for their skin their spines they're a big animal you'd think it'd be fine but it's actually not good um so that, that was amazing. It was really eye-opening to be able to kind of, you know, be a part of that, be able to feed them, bathe them, and just, like, kind of see them in their day-to-day life. That was really cool to be around an animal that's that and, and so intimidating, but, like, completely docile and yes. and and the sweetest animals they seem like. I. Joe Rogan went, uh, I listen to his podcast a ton, which I know a lot of people do, but he, he and his family went there on a vacation not long before you were there. And it was the same thing. He did the elephant thing and he talked about that and he talked about just how amazing Thailand is. And I guess for me, Thailand is, is not one of those places I would ever think, you know, and I don't know what, I don't have any preconceived notions, obviously about Thailand, but man, it was like all your, all, all the videos, all the pictures, it was just, man, it's, it is a, an incredibly beautiful beautiful place yes and we you know the thing is people think thailand and a lot of them think of the hangover yeah 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 (laughs) they think of bangkok and like all of these crazy parties insanity you know that happens there that happens in like bangkok and in phuket and you know those are like heavy tourist party type areas we went to as many places as we could with the least amount of people possible. Um, and that's how we spent our time, right? Like we wanted to spend our time, like getting to see what Thailand had to offer as far as like culture and country, try to eat as much street food and as much just local food that we could find. Um, and it's, it's incredibly cheap and inexpensive and amazing. Uh, the people there are super friendly. You know, some of them can speak broken up English. Some can speak really good English. And then some of them just can't speak any. Um, but you always learn how to communicate. It's really cool to take it to like a very basic level of communication with no words and still be able to get your point across or just through body language and different things of being able to talk to somebody. That's that's uh, incredible. And it's it's nice to be able to do that, and uh, you know that was probably the first two weeks, and as long as I can remember, that I have not had a schedule of I need to be here this day and here this day, and we literally said we're two weeks in Thailand, and we went day to day of where we wanted to stay, where we were going, what we were going to do, and uh, and just. I had a backpack and Tiff had a backpack and we went from the top of Thailand all the way down to the south end Jeez. and uh, and then made the trip home. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. When I, I, I've only, I've been to Europe 
one time for TH Marine. I've never I've never been to uh, to Japan or anything like that, but I felt so small. But yeah. because you know you and I've told told Marissa this several times, but like when you're in the states and you grow up here, and I travel a ton in the states, and you do, and we all do, and you meet people from all all over the country and all different walks of life. But when you go over there and you see the history and the how old everything is, because the United States is is relatively young in the world, you know. But did you get that feeling just like? you because you don't know the language you don't know anybody necessarily it's just it was such a it was kind of it was overwhelming and and inspiring at the same time when i was when i was in europe yeah the i mean you nailed it on that one the u.s is so young compared to a lot of those places and i think japan has records dating back like four thousand years or something unbelievable like <laughs> which is crazy um you know you've got all this old you know, temples and history and structure that's there. Um, and a lot of it's preserved and it's, it's really cool to see. And the thing that I noticed, um, Japan particularly is, it's probably the cleanest country I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, it's super safe. There's like hardly any crime there. Uh, and everyone and is very orderly. Um, which was, it was really cool to see. Uh, and it was kind of inspiring, like to see, you know, like everybody would line up on one side of the escalator so that if someone was in a hurry, they had a path <laughs> to get to where they needed to go. And, you know, just like little things like that were cool to see. Um, and what I noticed was that everyone was super welcoming and helpful. You know, if, if they if you needed help, you could go ask just about anybody and they were going to go out of their way to help you however they could. That's that's it's amazing. You know, that, that's something that I think at times gets lost over here of like just helping your neighbor. Right. I, I would agree with that. I, I would think all of us could do uh, a lot better with that in this country. Yeah, that's for sure. That is that is very, 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 very. Uh, and and I, I felt the same way in in Europe. I, I did. I felt like people were very accommodating, and I felt safe the entire time in the in the countries I was in. And I, I don't know. It's it's it's. Um, I think it makes you appreciate a lot getting to travel. And obviously, a lot of people aren't. You know, can't take off on a trip like that. We're we're fortunate. We get to do what we get to do. Um, but if you ever get a chance to go anywhere overseas, I, I feel like it's uh, it's something you should jump on. Um, yeah, for dang sure. Well, dude, I can't thank you enough. Are you are you guys in Idaho for Thanksgiving with the family? Uh, yes, we are. We're, we're going to take off tonight. Drive down to Tiff's parents, just a couple hours uh, south of our house. So, well, down there. Enjoy that. Well, are you in the a new? You guys got you a new place. Are you in it now? Partially. Oh, I know you. You've been gone so much. You you can't have too much time to. Uh, you probably hadn't hung any pictures yet. I'm guessing. No, we haven't even hung a picture. I mean, we still got boxes in all the rooms and trying to unpack and you know. So it's it's kind of a mixture of like trying to move into our house, trying to catch up on being gone, and then this is like the busiest time for sponsorships. Oh yeah. Um, so it's, it's been an interesting, you know, few days back, but, 
I can imagine. It feels good to be back. You, know, you can talk about how great all that stuff is, but when you come back home, there's just there's nothing like it. There's there's something special about Thanksgiving's always been one of my favorite holidays, just because there's not uh, you know you don't have the overwhelming theme of the presents and things like that that Christmas sometimes little kids especially and adults like we get we get caught up in that but Thanksgiving is just like it's just family it's family and of course I mean I'm fat so I'll, I'm gonna stuff my face with with everything speaking of that so before you came on in the first segment Marissa and I were talking and I got I got to get your opinion on this so I did a I did a unpopular opinion uh, kind of list of my absolute what I just think are garbage Thanksgiving dishes that should never be involved in Thanksgiving that are kind of traditional. So I want to I want to run by them like my I want to run them by you and then I want to I want to get BP's what you think if you've got one of those that you're like you know what if you agree on any of these or maybe you got one you want to add to the list. So the first one for me, sweet potato casserole. Get it out of here. I'm I'm over that. I hate sweet potatoes. Um. <laughs> The second one, and this is one my wife and I actually we got we argued over this on low budget live here. Dressing. I'm not a dressing fan. I don't mind eating it. It's just dry and completely unnecessary. And then cranberry sauce, which she agreed with me on. I actually put that on my list twice because anything that comes out of a can that's that greasy <laughs> is not good. And then this one about got me divorced a little earlier, pumpkin pie. Throw that out there. Unpopular opinion. Luke Duncan, no pumpkin pie at Thanksgiving. It's that they're 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 gourds. They're gourds. So BP, do you agree, disagree, or do you have something you'd like to add to the Thanksgiving garbage food list? <laughs> um, well, at the top of my list would be cranberry sauce. Yeah. Well, it just makes That'd no sense. Different. It makes cranberry sauce you open makes a sense. can and it slides out. Like <laughs> So I don't understand like, what's happening. I mean, I swear, it, like, it would stain anything. It's just gross. It's, it doesn't even taste good. I've tried it. So it's not like I just looked at it and said, oh, no, that's wrong. I've and I don't it. understand it why it's called sauce. Good. It's like a jello. Ugh. Yeah. It's terrible. It's terrible. That's at the top of my list. Um, Do you agree or disagree on pumpkin pie? Nah, <laughs> I'm not a huge sweets guy. Lucky. Um, so it's like it's got to be a good pumpkin pie with like the right crust mm-hmm. for me to eat it. You know, I'm not just like a like oh store bought pumpkin pie. It's no. Oh no 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 no. I can I can like go without that. But if it's like a really good homemade pumpkin pie. I'll probably have a little slice. Well, what's, but what's your Thanksgiving dessert? If you're not a sweets guy, because I'm a sweets guy, that's why I can't. I mean, I, that's that's my cross to bear <laughs> in life. <laughs> that and that I'm a professional bass fisherman. Um, I love bass fishing. What's your what's your go to Thanksgiving sweet then? If there's like a apple crisp or something, that's probably going to be my go to with ice cream. Yeah, oh, and yeah. probably caramel on it. Oh, warmed up. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's pretty solid choice. Yes. That's uh, like a good glide bait bite, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, then, and so that that brings me to your first one: sweet potato casserole. Okay, I love sweet potatoes, but I don't like sweet potatoes when they're sweet. I like sweet potatoes when like they maybe have a little butter and salt on them. 
more like a baked potato. Yeah, I do too. I, I don't like sweet potatoes when it's like got all the brown sugar and crumbly sweet marshmallows. That's not my deal. Yeah, marshmallows with that. Ugh. I'm with you on that one. You can cross that one out. I like it. I, I feel like, other than dressing, I know I know you're fixing to say dressing is one of your favorites because everybody likes it for Thanksgiving. Okay, so this is a uh, Idaho, um, like uneducated moment. What are you referring dressing as? I think they maybe you call it stuffing. Stuff. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 Uh, Me for the save. Yeah. Thank goodness you were here. Is like just out of a box, like you said, dry, not that good. Yeah, I mean, it's okay, but, like, the homemade stuff is really delicious. Okay. I like it. I'm the dude that, like, puts turkey on there and mashed potatoes and stuffing and corn and, like, mixes it all together. Yes. And eat it. You say yes. You eat each thing separately all at a time. You he can't bring that up in front of my work friends. It doesn't matter what it is. Like it, like if it's a burger and fries, he eats all of one, then the other. I'm kind of OCD a, sometimes. I don't look like it, but I do have some weird quirks. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, one yeah. of them. But at the same time, like if I'm like having a hamburger steak or like some corn and some mashed potatoes, I, I like to mix that up. Mm, I do too. Whatever. You don't know me. I I, I, I do. You don't know me. <laughs> you don't know me. You ain't gotta trust. You know, stretch the truth. Tiff does the exact same thing. Exactly. I refer to it all the time. She, so she has to see all of one thing, and mm-hmm. then she goes to the next one, and then the next one. I'm the, the guy who, like, takes a spoonful of each one and goes in a circle, <laughs> and then maybe turns and goes counterclockwise back the other way. Because so many of those things were made to go together. Yeah. I don't know why I ever started that, but they, my wife and children love to give me a hard time about it, though. Trust me, buddy. Trust me. Well, dude, I I have uh, I've kept you for for way longer than I uh, um, I could talk to you all day, especially about all this craziness in the industry. And I love getting uh, the perspective from everybody on it. And uh, I can't thank you enough, dude. And you know, want to get you on a actual live with yeah. me. We we have a good time with those. And uh, you've popped up in the comments several times, and everybody always loses their mind. They always love talking to BP. So. Um, dude, best of luck this year, and I, I hope to see you sooner than the classic. But I, I know I'll see you there. Um, and you guys have an awesome Thanksgiving and a uh, even better Christmas. Thank you, I appreciate it. Happy Thanksgiving to you guys. All right, I will uh, talk to you soon. All right, BP, thanks for everything, man. Yep, see ya. All right, Brandon Polnick. Stuffing versus dressing. Stuffing versus dressing. And one of the classiest dudes in fishing. Oh, yeah. Classy classy dude. A lot of, a lot of really good stuff with and, that one. Yeah, and I, I want to maybe go see elephants for my birthday. I don't know. We can do that. She got to. I, I was thinking the entire time, though, because him and, him, and, uh, him and Tiff, they choose his ride or die like, like you're mine. And they, they travel together, though. And she just, like, since they were super young and, like, she's with him at all the elites and they have a camper and no. he pulls the camper. and he. Uh-uh. But I was thinking when Polonix said, uh, when he said, I mean, it was the first time we just didn't know where we were going. <laughs> we got a backpack. And I was like, 
You don't live with my wife, son. No, no, no. We have an agenda. We have an so agenda. We have a list. We have an itinerary. We didn't in Montana, though. We kind of, we had to, we were kind of forced to wing yeah, it in I mean, Montana. Like we showed up homeless there. Basically. Flew yeah. all the way to Helena and we're like, oh, surprise. You don't have a place to stay. Yeah. But that was kind of fun. Just kind of plan it. I, I like to plan everything, you know, that. Yeah. Stuff like that. I, I'm. I like to know where I'm going before I leave the driveway, especially places to stay. But that's uh, that's pretty cool all across Thailand. Um, can't uh, can't thank BP enough for doing that. That's pretty solid stuff. And go go. Fo- I mean, I know you already following him, but go go follow him and definitely um, his his YouTube stuff is uh, very inspirational as far as he's a risk taker and he is invested in it with great camera shots and edits and he really he changed the game man he changed the game and he's one of the best out there and uh, i'm super proud he spent some time with us thankful even thankful thankful Thankful. see what you did there what are you what are you thankful for marissa we'll do another hacky radio bit but what are you thankful for as we close low budget love oh i'm thankful for lots of things i'm thankful for five healthy children most definitely. Um, we are super blessed with five healthy, amazing children that keep us busy. And I like to think keep us young, but maybe they're killing us. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm balding and getting gray in my beard and hair. So I don't know about all that. Might keep us young. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for you. Oh. I'm thankful for us. I'm thankful for our place. You know, this is our second Thanksgiving in it this is. house. It is. And you were saying something about, you know, they haven't hung anything on the wall i was thinking you know i haven't committed to too many nail holes here either and this is our second thanksgiving so um of course i love my job i've got lots to be thankful for oh, good good i'm thankful for a lot of the same mm-hmm. uh, just gonna know, ditto my thankful triple triple threat triple threat you should be so thankful i'm definitely thankful for the triple threat mm-hmm. i'm thankful for the uh, hot tub Hot tub. I'm thankful for that. Um, I think for Christmas, I'm going to wear a Halloween costume and give you a, <laughs> a hot towel shave in the hot tub. All right. And then you'll call me your holiday angel for Low sure. budget live in the tube. <laughs> Y'all ain't going to want to miss that one. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I was thinking that, you know, Sunday at my folks' house. You know, my granddad's 90. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the only grandparent I got left, but it's it was pretty cool getting to be with him. Um, and, and then like this morning hunting with dad, you know, it, cause you know, I'm 35 and I'm still a spring chicken. I consider myself, but you know, my dad's 60 now and, it, and it's just, you know, it, it's, you don't, um, I'm just super thankful. I still get to do stuff like that, you know, and I hope my boys and I get to do that, you know, when I'm 60 and, and. And that you and I always get to have uh, Thanksgivings together. So That's just don't piss point. you off, right? Don't piss me off. I'll stay around. No, I, I just I'm eat some it's a and just do it. It is a time of year that you kind of reflect on everything, and and it's um, 2018 was a good one. It was busy, mm-hmm, very busy, but it was it was good. And I know 19 is going to be even better, and lots of big things coming to 19. Got a lot of plans and. Um, Lost a lot of life changes. We got we're gonna lose one to college. Uh-huh. Got one that's gonna graduate, and um, yeah. So I don't know. It's uh, it's a really I'm thankful for low budget live. Honestly, mm-hmm. uh, I'm thankful for everybody that spends time listening to it because 
as small as that is to say, you throw this out there, yep. and even if it's 50 people or 3,000 people listening or however many we have and we're on there, we started this as a as as a you know a joking thing but but everything i do i take pretty serious and it's turned into you know something i really really enjoy and as long as people are listening and commenting and and sending messages about the jokes and things like that you, you guys don't know what that means to me and and to marissa it, and, and to our family um we're not getting rich by doing low budget live. We're not doing it for that reason. It's just a, it's a creative outlet and it's a, it's a stress relief and um, we're pretty, uh, I'm, I'm thankful for that. So thank you so much next week. Um, going to Venice, Louisiana with D money and the guys from Ranger Butts, And we're going to do a low budget live actually live. So maybe a couple days late, um getting that out there i'll i'll be sure to post when that's going to go down we may actually do a couple from venice depending on what's going on we're going red fishing going to test out some ranger aluminum boats it's going to be really fun um but as always take care of each other please have a happy and safe thanksgiving mm-hmm. walk in to your mother's house tomorrow throw the pumpkin pie on the floor stop that throw the pumpkin pie on the floor or slather it in whipped cream and eat it kick the dressing right where it needs to be kicked right in the trash can or stuffing stuffing triple threat y'all triple threat (laughs) love you miss you low budget not so live thank y'all the stories to back it a life to be proud of it's a winchester life yeah baby six eight western oh, i'll be over there baby right there tune in every tuesday at 7 p.m eastern on waypoint tv on mondays head offshore with captain scott walker and steve roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures coming to me coming to me coming to me double he's jumping he's jumping he's jumping oh Oh. don't miss mondays with into the blue brought to you by academy sports and outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m eastern tell a few fish stories along the way on waypoint tv the destination for outdoor entertainment